Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football Social Daily Premier League Update Hello, welcome to Football Social Daily. Today is Monday and it's quite an inconspicuous Monday if you're a Premier League fan, not if you're a fan of a European club because it is the second transfer deadline day that we're going to have to deal with this season. Of course, the transfer deadline for the Premier League was moved way back weeks ago now. All the business has been done, but Premier League clubs can still have their players pinched off of them. So we'll be talking about some of the deals that might be happening on European transfer deadline day. Was it a good idea to move the Premier League deadline earlier? We'll have the opinions of Phil Hudson. Hello, Phil. Morning, Matt. And we'll have the opinions of Marley Anderson. Hello, Marley. Hello. Um, I'm Niall McCorn. Thanks for tuning into the show. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode of the podcast seven days a week. We've also got our Premier League review show from the weekend's action up and available for you to listen to. So go and check that one out. But first, Phil, I'm imagining you've got an opinion on the Premier League having decided... Not unanimously, I don't think, but certainly a large chunk of clubs would have voted in the Championship and the Premier League to move the transfer deadline for English clubs to an earlier date. So business was concluded before the start of the season. In your opinion, was that a good idea? In principle, yes, but it's bitten them on the arse because Europe hasn't... Uh, I mean, it's probably not a Brexit, but Europe hasn't, uh, <laughs> hasn't complied yet. Brexit, Phil, Brexit you know mate, so, <laughs> so basically, yeah, the idea is that you've got a settled squad at the, at the start of the football season. That makes perfect sense, and, and I'm behind that. The problem is that if Europe's top leagues don't go with you, you don't have a settled squad, as you've seen with Tottenham, with Christian Eriksen. Up until pretty much today, or certainly until the weekend, it didn't look like Pochettino had any faith that he was sticking around. And you've you, you got to hedge your bets. You can't... Man United have shipped four players out since since the English window shut. It's more important, for, in my opinion, that we are aligned with the other European leagues and world football than it is that we have settled squads before the start of the football season. I mean, if you think about it logically, like, I, I know you two are younger than me, but I remember the old transfer deadline day in March. And up until then, you could literally buy at any point during the season. So we managed for hundreds of years without transfer windows. And like, I remember Newcastle buying Darren Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> no yellow ties. No yeah, none of this ticking bollocks. clocks. None of that. Sky, Sky Sports News live off this, but 
but we brought Darren Peacock for 2.75 million and it was an absolute it was a British record for a defender at the time. <laughs> yeah. It was a colossal amount of money at the time it felt like. But but that was your that was your transfer deadline. It was usually around March and it was in the running. And with the advent of things like Football Manager and, and obviously FIFA, the video games I'm talking about here, and the internet and stuff like that, there's no hidden gems anymore, is there? There's no, there's no one really that you, you can think of now that someone doesn't already have a YouTube video that they know everything about him or they don't, they've already you know, played 10 seasons with him on Football Manager. Yeah, I reckon a few uh, scouts have, have padded their, uh, <laughs> their knowledge with uh, signing him on FIFA on a quick sim. Or something yeah. like that. I was going to say, I think for every for every great player you unearth on Football Manager, though, there's there's been a number of players who've been absolute duds. So like oh, yeah. Ibrahima yeah. Bakayoko immediately springs to mind, who was like an absolute world beater on Championship Manager ninety seven ninety eight, <laughs> and went to Everton and was crap. Um, the, the, there's there's been a few like that. So does it damage the quality of the Premier League? By changing the transfer deadline, is that maybe too much of a drastic comment for me to make? Because th- players can be picked off, and Premier League teams aren't stupid enough to sell players that, or maybe they are. Uh, you know, the players that are going to be useful for them. At least you'd think so, anyway. So, does it damage the quality of the Premier League in terms of the, the players that can be brought in and sold? No, you say picked off. They're not weaker members of the herd. Man United have to agree to let Sanchez go to Inter. They have to agree to let Lukaku go for sixty-eight million quid. They're not. They're not picked off. They're, they're bought and sold. It's a totally bad business to, model. Then it, it's not. A, it's not necessarily a bad business model. Even it might be a bad decision to let them go, but that's it down to the individual club. And there's nothing. Tottenham don't have to sell Christian Eriksen. Man United did not have to sell Romano Lukaku. They chose to do so. What What the problem is is they've chosen to do so without having the facility to replace them. But that really is poor planning on their part yeah. not anyone else's it's not the fault of the window it would be a lot more simple though if they were aligned that makes more sense to me I don't know what you think Marley shutting the window is the logical thing to do but it's illogical when no one else does it it's like it's like you know that saying that your mum says you know if you jumped in a fire would you know if all your friends jumped in a fire would you and it's like <laughs> that must be a northern thing it, my mum said you, you jump you, off if, a cliff if you jump off a cliff they, they do it differently in Carlisle <laughs> mate <laughs> um, it's one of them it's like if you do it by yourself, you look stupid yeah. because you. it isn't a disadvantage for the transfer window to close because the Premier League is settled. Everyone's got the squads. Everyone can do what they want. Mm. But then you get the the European market not following us. And then all of a sudden we're at a disadvantage in the Premier League because we're thinking, like, I feel sorry for Pochettino because he, he literally doesn't know. He wants to play Ericsson because he's one of the best players in the squad. Yeah. But he doesn't know where his head's at. And he's he's pretty been pretty open with the fact that Ericsson does want to leave. And it, the similar question marks over um, Vertonghen and Alderweireld and people with clauses and things like that. And he's thinking, oh, God, I'm literally one email away from somebody triggering that clause and I can't get anyone in. Yeah. So I think maybe, you know, a governing body can come in and say, right, everyone shuts at this time and everyone is settled. Like two days before the season, like New, um, England's started a week before Spain and Germany and France and yeah. things like that. So maybe have one date where everyone starts or just one deadline, just cut it off, everyone the same. And then everyone's got the squad and everyone can go into the season doing what they want. And then you've got the caveat of there going to be a winter break, where there is going to be a winter break in the Premier League coming soon in the next season or yeah, two. It's the crappiest winter break. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, like staggered, it's like so everyone gets weeks. like half a week yeah, off. Yeah, it's stupid. Oh. And then, you know, you've got the winter breaks in the European leagues and you've got the World Cup in 
Qatar in 2022, which is going to put uh, uh, you know buffers on the mid-season schedule. So there's so many scheduling problems uh, across the European leagues, and certainly this hasn't made any managers' jobs easier at all. You spoke about Manchester United selling three or four players, or at least letting three or four players leave before the European transfer deadline day. Um, Chris Smalling. Manchester United to Roma on a loan deal. Alexis Sanchez, Manchester United to Inter on a loan deal. Romelu Lukaku, Manchester United to Inter, £68 million-ish. And uh, Matteo Damian announced just today, Manchester United to Parma for less than £2 million, it looks like. So, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been quite ruthless in trimming his squad. I don't think Matic has had any game time this season. Um, But certainly, is it foolish to have done that so late on in the day when there is no options to replace? Not if you're not going to pick them. So, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're basically saying they're not going to... I mean, I don't I don't know whether any of those players were named in his 25-man squad because I don't know enough about it. But if you're not going to pick them, get them out. I actually don't think it's bad business by Manchester United to get rid of these players. They get them off the wage bill. Well, partially in the case of Sanchez. <laughs> they get them off the wage bill. And, and even if they're looking to January, they've probably got enough to carry them. They've got some great young players. Solskjaer has already said he wants to give the young players some run. So, so why not? We're, I don't see where they've exponentially weakened their squad by getting rid of these guys, with the exception of Lukaku. That, I mean, that was the one for me that, that stood out. Like That's not the fault of the window. That's just piss poor planning. Certainly for me, to let him go without having a clear idea of who you were going to bring in to replace him was quite foolhardy. Yeah. And now if they go to the market in January, say, say that say that's 6th in January, which is probably realistic. <laughs> well, might not ambitious, be that realistic. Ambitious, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> say, say that's 6th or 7th in January and Solskjaer's still at the wheel somehow. Everyone's the whole world's going to know they're looking for a striker, and they've got money in the bank, yeah. so they're going to get absolutely rinsed. Yeah, much like they did to with, use a technical parlance. Much like they did with Leicester and Harry Maguire. I think everyone yeah. knew Manchester United were looking for a decent centre back. Um, I'm glad they've got rid of Smalling because they had seven centre halves on their books until Chris Smalling decided to make a loan switch to the uh, Italian capital. So he's yeah. gone. Um, another one, Javier Hernandez. Marley looks set to leave West Ham to go to Sevilla for eight million pounds, roughly. Yeah. Um, Seems like a, a reasonable move for all parties. Um, Pellegrini seems to favour Seb Haller, the new striker, yeah. who looked a handful at the weekend again. Good performance. West Ham, things started to click for them at the weekend. So yeah. um, Hernandez looks to be on his way. Yeah, um, I think he he wasn't the same player as as people remembered. You know, People remembered him as this like amazing box striker when he was at United scoring all mm. everything from inside the 18 yard box he was lethal for Man United mm. he went away he did did quite well in Germany for, for Leverkusen um, and then when he came back he's just never really hit the heights of West Ham I think I don't think he really fits their system like if they're playing with one up front a guy who hasn't got a physical prowess like uh, someone like Haller and then they've brought Haller in this summer 45 million you're going to play him in every game it baffled me that the West Ham then gave Fernandez the number nine shirt this this summer, and it was like, oh, he, he's he's staying. He must yeah. he must have said, right, I want that shirt, and I'm gonna, you know, kneel, kneel down and and do whatever. And then all of a sudden, Severev came in and just took him like eight million. He's thirty years old. He's not going to get any better. He's not. He's probably lost his half a yard of pace, which doesn't doesn't help him. Um, he'd be on good money, as and well. he's on. Yeah, he'll be on. He'd probably be on hundred grand. Or yeah, near, on near, near enough, you know. So, yeah, the, with the start Haller's made as well, it makes makes sense. They've got Albion Ajeti on the bench as yeah. well. They've just signed for, I think he was eight million, so you've practically yeah, yeah. swapped a striker there. So. Yeah, and uh, in terms of West Ham, in terms of their squad planning, I think Pellegrini's been quite quite shrewd. And uh, we were talking about this on the Premier League review show yesterday about 
how he did a similar thing at Manchester City when he went in there. He just kind of slowly just pushed a couple of players out the door that he wasn't too keen on. It wasn't too brutal like we've seen with Solskjaer at Manchester United, for example. And he just kind of sort of changed a few players around and he and he did it in such a way in which he improved the team and he implemented his style gradually rather than it being a radical sea change. And maybe we're seeing that now with West Ham. They've, they've got, do you know what? West Ham have got some serious footballers. They've spent some money to do it. Yeah. But Felipe Anderson, Yarmolenko, Fornal, I mean, Fornal has already played, Lanzini, yeah. uh, Haller. They're, they're serious going forward. Mark Noble. Uh, exactly. Every time you win a penalty, yeah, exactly. you won't miss it. <laughs> they're, they're serious going forward. They're, 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 I, at the start of the season, I looked at Wolves, but mm. I think Wolves are getting shafted by the Europa League. I know uh, Santos, Spirito Santos, come out and said, no, 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 it's not about that. But if you look at the performance aside... He has to say that. Yeah, he has to say it. Yeah, and if you look at, historically, the performance aside from that tier who get into the Europa League... Burnley. They, they abs- well, Newcastle, when we did it, mm. they absolutely struggle because it's Thursday. Sunday. It's Thursday, Sunday, and you've got no preparation time. Yeah, and um, I think Wolves, along with Watford, are the only Premier League side not to win a game this season. So, I mean, that, that tells you a lot. Um, some of the other deals uh, that have happened. Fernando Llorente, of course, was a free agent after leaving Spurs. He's gone to Napoli. Uh, Italian clubs, in particular, look to be strengthening, picking off players from the Premier League. I know you didn't like me saying picking off, but certainly picking yeah. up players from the Premier League. Yeah, maybe it's a, a strategy of let's have a look at who's left over from the Premier League because, you know, we'll use that extra month or extra, what was it, three, four weeks or whatever it is, um, mm. to 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 pick up the ones that have been dropped and left on the win off the on the on the scrap heap, so to speak. So I know Lorente was a free agent, so it's kind of a little bit different. But there was always rumours with him coming back to England. Um, but I think you know a move a move to Italy. It's your traditional sort of your your older player can still do a job in Italy. I still, still think Lorente has something to offer, but not in the Premier League. I not have, quick enough. I, the I haven't, not quick I haven't enough brought the cliche bell into the studio. I wish I had now, because I would have gone with the Italian leagues a lot slower. Yeah, uh, lot? Well, I would have thrown in, uh, he's got good feet for a big man as well. So. <laughs> oh, no, we've missed that. I'm still hoping that, uh, that AC Milan come in for Jack Colback, to be honest. <laughs> That'd be transfer deadline day sweet. <laughs> um, some of the other rumours, uh, some of which are just complete and utter bollocks, um, as you always get this time of year. Um, Henrik Mkhitaryan, Arsenal to Roma on a loan deal. Roma again. Um, Skodran Mustafi, Arsenal to Juventus, um, which is sort that's of an, an unknown... Baffling one ever for me. An unknown fee, or if that's even a thing. Um, Lovren, Liverpool to Serie A, um, meant plenty of Serie A clubs interested. That's apparently ended now, the interest. Bobby Duncan, Liverpool to Fiorentina for £2 million. No idea um, Southampton, Lamina yep. and Carrillo, both on their way out by the looks of things. Eriksson staying at Spurs, according to Pochettino. Jordan Ibes, Bournemouth to Celtic deal is off. And as I mentioned before, Zaha, Crystal Palace to PSG for £100 million, according to the Sun. Sunday Mirror and another one in the Sunday Mirror Phil Foden Manchester City to Roma or Rangers on a loan deal now if I was to pick a couple of those firstly well, I know you want to talk about Phil Foden um, but firstly I want to say Skodran Mustafi Arsenal to Juventus Marley that, that made you, your eyes kind of bulge out your head then yeah why th- would they sign Mustafi that is got it's just paper talking it because Chiellini's done his, uh, his ACL in his knee and then they've gone alright oh, what market is still open like Mustafi's not getting a game and they've probably just thought Oh, loan 
deal. Let's just write as, that and as, see what happens. As but bad as he is. Why would one of the best defensive teams in the world want one of the worst centre-backs at Arsenal? Yeah. It makes no sense it at does, all. And, and also, Arsenal are not exactly well endowed with the centre-half exactly, yeah. uh, situation over there. So that was a weird, weird one. Um, I also thought Phil Foden to um, Roma or Rangers on a loan deal was a bit weird because there's absolutely no chance Pep is letting him go on. I, I think it's clear from what we've just talked about there that the guy who writes the transfer rumours in the Sunday Mirror is on Spice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's absolutely no way Phil Foden is going to go to Roma or particularly he's going to go to Rangers. That's just ridiculous. The idea that Wilf Zaha could go to Palace for 100, uh, from Palace to PSG for 100 million in a deal that was only constructed yesterday. 36 hours. It's fanciful. Um, it, it just seems ridiculous to me. The, um, the Foden, I, I actually don't think it'd be the worst thing for Foden to have done to get some better game time. I think he should have gone to another club in the Premier League, personally. I, th- I read an article in the um, in the Sunday Times yesterday that was saying Foden needs to become more of his own man. He's, he's still walking around the training ground thinking, do I want to get David Silver's autograph and things like that? Because he's mm. still a young lad and a fan and he need, he's good enough to do it. If he was at pretty much any other Premier League club, he'd be a certain starter and he'd be playing for England. He's just watched Mason Mount go back to Chelsea you know, from several loan spells. And get, from a, call Derby, up. get, yeah, get a call up. Yeah. And... If you're Ford now, you're thinking, well, that, I mean, that could be me. He could be it playing for England. Be. It I mean, Sancho, be. you know, they were at the same level. Yeah. And Sancho's now regarded as one of the best young players in Europe. Yeah, yeah. It makes so, sense. I, I don't think, but, I think Ford and possibly, I think he's almost too good a lad. Is it about he patience? He should possibly be a little bit more selfish. It's about patience for him though, because he will get a chance. Pep will give him an opportunity. But, but if he's only going to play 10 games... Like, he played 13 games for City last year, apparently. Mm. And they weren't all starts. What's interesting is if you compare and contrast with this Bobby Duncan, who Marley said he'd never heard of. I've I've heard of him. I just don't agree with the, the whole hype around Fanfare, him. Fanfare, like, yeah. You know, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's just it his seems, knobhead agent. Who's... It seems largely agent-driven, doesn't Jesus. it? Jesus. But his agent's saying, Liverpool promised me a move because I'm not going to play on the first team at Liverpool. And basically, they've now said he can't have the move. So he's effectively, as an under-18, gone on strike at Liverpool... <laughs> at the Champions of Europe in an attempt to force their hand. and That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Completely. You're absolutely right. They've got one of the best attacks in the world. Yeah. They've got Rian yeah. Brewster, who's like the next one off the yeah. line. He's, he's the next off the rank. And then you've got Bobby Duncan, who's like, oh, I'm Steven Gerrard's cousin. I do one, mate. Yeah, what is he? What, how old is he? I don't know. He's, he's not going to get. He's not going to get a game. Uh, so Fiorentina, it, two million pounds. He, he's looking at that going, I could go and play top... He, and I, I don't know how good he is, but... He's obviously his thought process is I can play top division football in one of Europe's big leagues, and I can be Jaden Sancho. He won't get I'm, a game. Exactly, it's that Sancho effect. So, but then again, Sancho went to Dortmund for eight million. Yeah, he's going to Fiorentina for two. Yeah, but I'm not saying he's the same player. What it's I'm saying levels, is, isn't it? It's, that, yeah, it's but that Sancho effect. It, that's an interesting thing, you know, to think about because how yeah. many young English players now are playing in the Bundesliga? There's quite a few. There's loads. And in five years ago, there was none. Reese Oxford, I think, was the only one a few years ago. Yeah. Now there's quite a few. I mean, we've John seen Joe Kenny. Uh, Reece, yeah. He's gone to uh, scored a good goal yeah. for Schalke. He's got a fantastic goal yeah. for Schalke at the weekend. Um, yeah. Reese Nelson was uh, also in the. Yeah, the he was at Hoffenheim. Adam Luckman. Luckman was at Leipzig. Yeah, he's gone permanently now. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, gone yeah. Permanently. So, yeah, plenty of English talent, and then obviously there was the rumours around Bayern Munich wanting Callum Hudson Odoi, and that just goes yeah. to show. I mean, kind of Maurizio Sarri was forced, if anything, to play Callum Hudson Odoi. I think he made. Is uh, I think he got called up to the England squad before he had made a Chelsea start or something he along did, those yeah. lines. So you yeah. know it is quite interesting how the sort of the the youth scene works in, in British football at the moment. Okay, time to take a quick break now, um, and afterwards we're going to be talking about TV pundits and 
how they pass comment on players' personal affairs rather than their actual performances on the pitch. We'll have more of that on Football Social Daily after this. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. Niall McCorn here alongside me in the studio, Phil Hudson and Marley Anderson. We've been talking about the European transfer deadline, which is, of course, Monday, the 2nd of September. Plenty of Premier League players have already made moves away. We'll have to wait and see. Wait until tomorrow when we know a little bit more about who's actually definitely gone and who's decided to stay in the English top flight. But let's talk about... One of the bigger games that was uh, played over the weekend, the North London derby. And not so much about the game. It finished 2-2. Tottenham blowing a two-goal lead. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang with the eventual equaliser for Arsenal uh, as the game finished uh, a two-all draw. But in the television studio, there were plenty of pundits giving their opinion, as we always see every weekend. Sol Campbell even popped up, someone who'd play for both clubs. He was was having his two pence worth. Uh, Jose Mourinho was in the studio. But also... Graham Souness was in the studio and talking about the other game that happened on Sunday, Everton versus Wolves, he made some rather interesting comments uh, about Moise Keane and about Juventus's decision to sell him to Everton. So um, he said some rather interesting things in terms of his personal life as a reason for why Juventus sold him. Now, how would Graham Souness even come to that conclusion? How would he even know that that was a reason? Well, he, that's a thing. That he doesn't. He doesn't know that's a reason, and he's literally just saying things to, sort of. He's filling time. Yeah, it's it's almost like he's just stabbing in the dark. So if something comes up later in in his spell at Everton, he's like, "Told you so." Oh, I, I said that you know, before. He hasn't we came. even said attitude. He's just said something's not quite right. Yeah, what's not quite right? Yeah, he he's got to uh, substantiate that immediately to it at all. He's just said something's not quite right. Alarm bells are going off in my head. <laughs> So, Honestly. as you say, he's literally just... He's just stabbing in the dark. It's waffle, isn't it? it yeah. I mean, he does say it about a lot of players. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, I just think Sunes is out of touch, unfortunately. I actually don't think... I agree. He's a terrible pundit when he's talking about tactic, tactically but this transitions is, in place. This is my like point, see. But Why are they gets... talking about players behind the scenes? Talk about... the Moise Keane is an exciting talent. Let's go go back into the archives. Look at your highlights of him scoring goals for Juventus. Don't talk about why they might have sold him. Talk about his performances on the pitch. Don't talk about I, the background yeah. I stuff. do think, though, that I don't necessarily think it's an unfair question to say, why did somebody better than Everton not go in for this lad? No, but if you don't know the, if you don't know the truth, you, don't, you can't no, just... So you, but you can ask the question. Of course you can. You can you can ask the question. You, you but can ask the question, but you can't say you know. Um, but I don't think the question was even asked. Didn't he just bring no, it up himself? Just said alarm he bells. He just went off on one. Yeah, oh, there's alarm bells. Um, and then he asked. It, I think this 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 got me a little bit when he he turned and said, "Have they got a buyback clause?" And that just brought it home to me that he doesn't know the full deal. If you're asking whether you whether he's got a buyback clause, and Jose, Jose Mourinho was sat next to him, and he had to say, no, they haven't got a buyback clause. Oh, he clause. said he don't know, I think, is what he said. Did he? I think right, he said, so, yeah, I'm not sure, I don't know. Well, that just proves that Sunes doesn't know. Yeah, Sunes doesn't, doesn't know the full thing about the, the transfer, so why are you going off on one and saying, well, so it's not right, he's a 19-year-old. The, real, the reason, if you look into it, why they sold him, is because they had five strikers. They had Dybala, they had Mandzukic, they had... Ronaldo, they had Higuain, and then they had Keane. And Maurizio Sarri's um, record of produce, of giving young players game time, we mentioned Callum Hudson-Odoi just five minutes ago. Yeah, He doesn't give young players game time. He, he, he relies on experience. He loves Higuain. 
you're never going to sell Ronaldo. Mandzukic no. has been one of the most underrated strikers in Europe for five, six years. Dybala is class. Dybala is absolutely class. Which one are you going to get rid of? And I, I think you're obviously well. going to get rid of the, the, the younger lad who's, who you don't really fancy. I think his contract, get... his contract didn't have that much longer either. And what could they get? What did they get for him? 30 million. 30, 20 million. So, million, yeah. You know, 30, I think that's, is, so. that's a logical decision. It's nothing to do with the... I mean, this is a kid who was... Right, we've seen it with Lukaku, and I mentioned it already on the show. Um, we saw it with Kevin prince Boateng in Italy in 2013. We've seen it earlier this year with, with Moise Kean, Matuidi. Um, this is a kid who was uh, abused racially. And Graham Souness is going to sit there on Sky Sports and say... I think there's alarm bells going off. I think there's a problem there. Yeah. They're always going to get stick because they're on telly, these pundits. But they, they do need to sometimes think. I don't think they think sometimes. The, the, the mouth's just open and it just falls out. And they think it sounds right, what they're saying. They don't actually have any, like you say, substance to it. Yeah. It's like you need to look into actual, you need to look into the, the sort of the move. Do your research. Find out. Talk to people. As soon as he's but, still well connected in the game. But, Why couldn't he find out about Everton? At that juncture, and their transfers. When when they're talking about that on Sky at that juncture, why is nobody challenging him? That's the bigger question. Do you know what it is? It's because it's because he's so spiky. What I reckon, if you challenge Sunes, he'd get up, punch it, and walk out of the studio, which would be brilliant TV. I but think that's going to drive ratings. I'd, I'd love that. I'd love someone to <laughs> just challenge him. But nobody does. It's it's the it's the. That's why Monday Night Football thing. is so good with Neville and Carragher. And, yeah, and, and, and you they, might dislike what they say and disagree, but they have a they have a they go back at each other. Yeah, and exactly. It's, it's good, but then Sunes obviously Mourinho is not going to be the one who goes at Sunes because he doesn't need to. No, why he's just a manager waiting for a job basically, and he, when he goes into the studio. But as soon as he sat there talking, for want of a better word, shite, challenge him. David Jones sits there like, oh yeah, thank you for that insight, and it's like, oh, come on. You've got to challenge what, like, you've got to ask why. Why are you picking fault with some, with a guy who's never shown an attitude problem? If you had have looked at him, you would have realised there is no attitude problem. There hasn't been one. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't a young black player who's been abused in by the Cagliari fans last year, why wouldn't he fancy the move to Everton for first team football and no racist abuse and, and a fresh chance in a new league with a good wage and all the rest of it? Why? Why is you know why have Sky taken Graham Souness from the man, from a managerial career? It's got to be alarm bells ringing there. When was the last time he had a managerial job? Was it Blackburn? Could have been. Don't think it was, mate. I think it might have been a little bit closer to home for you and I. Was it Newcastle? I think so. Yeah. Was that his last one? It if was. he got another job after Newcastle, he shouldn't have done. Last job, Newcastle United, two thousand and four to two thousand and six. Before that, Blackburn. He was there for four years. Aye. So that just kind of proves that when when we said before about uh, Phil said about. Uh, him being left behind by the game, that is exactly what he is. He's, he was, he, he was he's brought left in. behind tactically, that's why no one's had him as a manager. He was brought and in at so Newcastle on. to be the disciplinarian to uh, Robson's enfant terribles that he had Bellamine <laughs> Dyer and everyone. Yeah. And he just fell out with them all. Exactly. He dismantled basically one of them, a really, really great counter-attacking, exciting Newcastle team. And, you know, upset Lauren Robert and replaced him with Andy Fye. An attitude problem from a man who went and stuck a massive Galatasaray flag in the middle of a Fenerbahce pitch in the <laughs> Turkish Cup final. In, or like in maimed the a kid when he was at Rangers, yeah. like three-footed. If, if exactly. it's possible to put in a three-footed tackle. You want to talk about that. a bloody attitude problem. You want to look closer to one, pal. Anything happened at the weekend that you want to get off your chest? Just any other business, finally, before we wrap things up for today's show. Castle got a great point. No, not this. Battling yes. point. It's no, always going to happen. So you put <laughs> no, no. two Geordies in a room yeah, to exactly. kind of come off your exactly. cinema. Uh, North London Derby's interest. I enjoyed that. That was a good yeah. game. I thought um, Gwendouzi was excellent in that game. Yeah, Gwendouzi did look good. North amazing. London derby, yeah, he did look good. Um, I did say on yesterday's review show that I didn't think 
the North London derby is in the top five of British football derbies. Agreed. I would agree with that. Just uh, I was watching it yesterday. There wasn't. I just didn't think there's, it no, one, there's no needle. There's not enough that's, needle. That's my point. I watched the uh, the old firm derby <laughs> yeah. at twelve o'clock, and it was good. Like there was no bookings until the 89th minute. And then after that, there was two in 30 seconds and then a red card. 96th minute, an <laughs> yeah. unnecessary, this horrific challenge. Just someone absolutely line. scything someone just because he was bored. He yeah. Was two nil down. And... Well, I'm glad you've agreed with me and that's a good place to end. Thank you for listening to Football Social Daily. Thank you very much, Phil. Thank you to Marley. I've been Niall. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss another podcast. We'll be here every single day of the week. Uh, and also, if you've got an Amazon Alexa, don't forget to ask it to open Sports Social. You can find Premier League match previews and match reports for every Premier League game throughout the season. Daily team news updates as well so make sure you go and open that such so as say alexa open sports social but for now that's it and we'll talk to you tomorrow hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.